welcome back to another episode of Fender Bender's Collision Cast. My name is Mariah King, and I'm the staff writer here at Fender Bender. For today's episode, I got to sit down with Tiffany Menifee, president of Pronto Body Shop in El Paso, Texas, and a former insurance worker. Tiffany and I talked about the rental reimbursement process and how to better the relationship your shop has with its insurance adjuster. Let's dive in. So Tiffany, thank you so much for taking the time. Do you just kind of want to start by telling us, um, so you're the president of Pronto Body Shop in Texas, and I know that you have uh, history in the insurance agency. Do you just kind of want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. And so I was an insurance agent, then an insurance adjuster, and then I did uh, special investigations for the insurance companies. So um, a lot of times I'm deemed that I'm the enemy because I come from the insurance side of the industry, but um, I've been in the body shop side for six years now. Awesome. Well, don't worry. You are definitely amongst friends <laughs> here. So. Yes. Great. So can you kind of tell us about uh, the recent guest blog that you wrote for Fender Bender about how insurance companies are kind of shifting the way that they handle um, car rentals? They are. And I mean, insurance companies, they're, I mean, it's the, you know, age old fight with the insurance companies and the body shops. The body shops feel like the insurance companies aren't paying enough to repair the cars correctly. And the insurance companies feel like the body shops are trying to screw them over by asking for things they don't need or being ridiculous. And so ultimately just how we track our KPIs to make sure that we're being as profitable as possible. Um, they're doing the same thing. They have their own set of KPIs and they're always looking at ways to um, save money wherever they can. And, you know, they're hedging their bets on a lot of stuff. And so recently, a lot of the companies have started reviewing and one of the top four companies in the US changed their policy that they are only going to cover rental reimbursement if the customer is the claimant. Um, so be it that one of their customers hit them, and now they're repairing their cars, they're not one of their customers. Um, instead of the traditional, hey, go to Enterprise or Hertz, we'll cover the rental. You know, now it's like, hey, go to one of those places, pay it out of pocket. Once it's paid out of pocket, send us the invoice, and then we'll reimburse you in like seven to 10 business days. And so a lot of them are transitioning over to that, which is not something that has traditionally happened um, in our industry, unless it's a really small insurance company, then that's been, that's happened in the past. And they're, I mean, my personal opinion on the Glass blog was that they're hedging their bets. You know, are they going to be able to save more money this way, you know, because, you know, customers aren't one going to have the money to pay the rental cost up front. Um, and then two, it sort of puts the shops in a precarious uh, scenario as well, because whenever we get our estimates, you know, it says, hey, they're authorizing five days of repair. Well, you know, or six days of repair in you know, parts coming wrong, their supplements, things like that. And insurance companies are notorious for forgetting to add on, you know, weekend days or parts delays or just parts ordering. And so what is going to happen with these rental reimbursements is the customer gets their invoice for the rental car, turns it into the insurance company and says, hey, you know, I have 12 days of rental and they come back and they pay six and then they say oh well why did you only pay six instead of 12 oh well your shop took an extra six days for repair then they're going to be coming back to the shop and be like well y'all took too long now I'm not getting my rental paid back 
And then we're going to be stuck in the middle of it. Just have to call the insurance company and say, Hey, well, it took an additional six days because you had a supplement you didn't take into account. And then parts that had to be ordered on that supplement that weren't on the original one. And so like, to me, it's one, it's inconveniencing the customer and they're hedging their bets on that. And then two, it's going to put us in a situation where, you know, it's going to make the customer feel like we didn't process the repair fast enough. And they're sort of getting stuck with this bill, um, you know, and hopefully we all have great relationships with our customers and know that they can come back to us and, and we'll help them. But I mean, that's not everybody. And so we have to worry about that. Definitely. So I guess, is it fair to say that the insurance agencies, are they putting more, I guess, more responsibility on the customer to kind of figure out what comes next and for them to then communicate with the repair shops? Well, it, it, the insurance companies, what they're doing, honestly, is they're hedging their bets that the customer is not going to be so pissed off that one of, cause it's just the claimants right now. So they're in, they're just, and can you, can you go between, uh, can you define claimants and insured for us? I know that's something that trips a lot of people yeah. up. Yes. And so insured is if you're have an accident and you're going through your insurance, you're the insured. If you have an accident and it was the other party's fault and you're going through their insurance, you're the claimant. So it, when this is happening on the claimant side of things, so somebody hits you, um, the, your vehicle's damaged, it's getting repaired by the other person's insurance. Now they're saying, yes, our customer hits you, it damaged the car and your car's not drivable, but you need to pay that rental out of pocket and then we'll reimburse you. So the, on the claimant side, um, you know, is where the, this is changing to on uh, some of the bigger companies. And I've heard that two more of the larger companies are probably going to go over to it in the next couple of months. Um, and honestly, I think they're just hedging their bets that, they're doing this. The one, there's people that are not going to have the money to pay the rental out of pocket. I mean, that's just fact. And so if the customer doesn't get the rental and they don't submit an invoice for the insurance company to reimburse them, the insurance company wins because they save three to $600 in rental car costs. So that takes their amount down of what they're paying. Um, the same with, uh, you know, we at the beginning were like, okay, great. Well, we have a great relationship with our rental car company. We'll just do a direction to pay. And then the insurance company can pay us that for the rental and we'll just cover the cost. So we don't inconvenience our customer. And they've already changed that, that it, they will only reimburse, like on the one I'm, the big one, they'll only reimburse the customer. So they will not take a direction to pay. And why they're doing that is because they're hedging the bets that the customer cannot, that claimant cannot pay for that rental. And so they end up, you know, having to pay out less money. The same with the whole, you know, hey, it was originally a five-day repair and it ended up being nine days and they don't update the days of rental on the system and they end up only paying, a, you know, for five days. They're hedging the bet that the customer is not going to go back to the body shop to fight for those additional four days for them. And if they don't, then they're paying out less money. So it's about the bottom line. And, and then that's where they're having to save costs because we all know it, the cost of repairs are going up on the cars. They just are, you know, um, with all the technology in them. And so the insurance company and is saying, where can I save the most money? And so they're saying that, hey, we think we can save money by doing it this way. And we're hedging our bet that the customer is not going to be so pissed off that 
we don't ever gain them as a customer because that's what you're that's what you're you're risking. Because if say, hey, I get in, I have a claim with this insurance company, and they do this to me, am I going to be so pissed off that when my own rates come up and I shop my insurance rates, do I even not shop with that right company, or do I be like, eh, you know, it's about the bottom line for me too. I'm still going to go online and get a rate with them and go over to them. So that's what they're really hedging on. Um, I mean, it's frustrating, but it's how it is. So how can customers and drivers, I guess, how can they be better informed? Like, do you have any sort of resources just so that they can kind of take preventative measures where they're not taken advantage of? Well, I mean, having good insurance and the right type of insurance is always, you know, a good recommendation. Unfortunately, you know, insurance companies change things all the time and it's different per state and it's different per insurance company as well as long as they're falling within the state guidelines. So it's really hard for consumers to sort of know um, these rules and like what's happening. Um, I think a really good rule of thumb is, is, you know, if you, and it's sort of hard because, you know, I say, okay, well, if you have your own insurance, you can go through your own collision coverage. And if you have rental on that, your company will take care of the rental. But then you fall into the same trap of your company's probably going to, you know, expect you to pay your deductible. And then you have to wait for subrogation and your company to get your deductible back before you get your money back. So maybe you're out your deductible for six months. So it's sort of one in the same. It just makes it in a very precarious situation. I think that my best recommendation is one, have an insurance company where you have an actual agent that works for you that can help explain like the different scenarios and stuff. One that's actually educated on the policies and then two, have a good relationship with a body shop that is used to working with insurance companies that are educated also, because I mean, it's just, it's a changing environment and it's going to continue to change as we have artificial intelligence technology coming out with the insurance companies. Um, you know, they're going to continue to always look for where they can save money. And I know it's a frustrating for all of us, but I mean, it's just how it is, you know, we're always looking, how can we save the most money? Like which vendors do we use? And the insurance companies looking at the exact same thing. It might be frustrating for us and we might get really irritated with the insurance companies. I mean, I do sometimes, but, and I come from the industry, but it's just how it is and it's not going to change. So we have to find ways to, you know, help educate our customers walk them through the process. I know when it's a scenario like that for us in my my shop, you know, I let the customer know, hey, this is the situation. This is what's going to happen after you turn your rental in and you come to pick up your car, bring the receipt. I'll scan it in, email it and CCC you want it to the right person that need, needs to go to for reimbursement. And I let them know, but look, realize that I'm not the one being reimbursed. So they're not going to update me on it. So I recommend in three to four days, if you haven't heard anything from them to give them a call, here's who you're going to call, here's their phone number. So basically it's going to be more work on our side to make sure that customer is satisfied and ends up not being frustrated with us. Gotcha. So how do you, so you say it's more work on your side. How do you prepare your employees for that? Um, a lot of education and going through things and then sort of catching stuff because 
Insurance companies change stuff per region and per state all the time. And so what might be something that, you know, happens in my area might be completely different on somebody on the West Coast or the East Coast. And so I think, and then your employees are your front line also of catching what's changing. So having, uh, you know, that communication with the, your employees to be like, hey, if you're seeing a trend of like the insurance companies changing up or, you know, something on how we're used to doing it, like, give me a heads up and let me know because we need to investigate that because, you know, when this big company changed at the very end of the year to doing the rental reimbursement for claimants, I mean, we were sort of blindsided. Um, it hadn't been publicized. And I talked to multiple of the agents that represent the company. They had no idea it was changing either. It wasn't something that the claims had talked with their uh, insurance agents that are their frontline representation. So everybody was sort of blindsided because I remember I got the first call and my staff says, oh, no, they said they can't. It's re rental reimbursement. And of course, my response was, wait, 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 hold up. I'm going to call them back because that is not right. It is in. Yeah. And then I got it handed to me that it changed and, um, and they were very nonchalant about it because I wanted to know if it had been changed across the U.S. or if it had just been changed in my state and they were non-committal about being upfront of like what the change was and I had to call around to be able to find somebody in the main claims office uh, higher up to be able to confirm that it had changed across the whole entire U.S. not just in Texas for that company. Um, so, I mean, it's just us being on point, just how we have to be on point of all the changing stuff in cars and the different things that need to be scanned and repaired and checked with all the new technology. It's going to be the same with the insurance companies. They're not going to go away, um, unfortunately. And I mean, as much as I would love to be able to always just have everything paid OEM and just like I want it it's not going to happen. And I have to be realistic. I have to have a working relationship with my, with the insurance companies, because ultimately, yes, the customer is picking me to bring their vehicle here and they're paying me their deductible and I need to repair their vehicle correctly and safely. But the insurance company is also one paying the bill and not that I'm a fan of them nickel and diming me, but if they're not solvent, then I'm not solvent because ultimately they are the ones paying. And yes, the customer is paying the insurance company premiums, but it's a big circle and we all have to sort of make sure that everything's working together for our industry to continue because we are reliant on the insurance industry, whether we like to admit it or not. Certainly, certainly. She said that you kind of have to work to, to foster those relationships with the insurance workers. I guess, how, how do you do that? I mean, is it just a chipper tone and a smile? Sometimes, I mean, and it's hard because, you know, we were used to adjusters coming out and being able to make those personal relationships. And now we're having to have a personal relationship with somebody on the phone that we may never talk to again. And that's really hard. Um, is, that, is that due to COVID or just the lack of adjusters that they're sending to shops? Um, both. So it was already trending in that direction that the insurance companies were trending to go more virtual and more online. Um, and COVID just expedited what was actually happening. Um, so it was already going in that direction. It just moved fast a lot for it moved forward a lot faster than we thought it would. Um, and it's hard. I mean, I think for us, you know, I tell my employees, I was like, one, 
I know we get super frustrated sometimes when, you know, we send stuff and they don't call or they don't do what we want. But if we call and we're frustrated when we call in or even have that level of frustration come across, you know, on the phone, it's, it sets them on end. Cause I mean, let's be realistic. They're in a call center. No one likes being in a call center. I can't tell you, I've not ever met one person that's like, I work in a call center. This is great. No, they work in a call center. Basically, you know, they're having to go, you only have 15 minutes per call or you only have, you have so many calls you have to do. So, I mean, they're under, even though like we hate what they're doing to us. I mean, they're generally not in like a great place over there because, you know, they're having to, you know, handle so many calls and stuff. So when you call in and you're frustrated right off the bat, I mean, it just sets the tone. And, and just like we track like insurance companies and insurance adjusters that we like and don't like, they do the same thing to us. I mean, um, I can tell you, I was in the industry. I knew which people I didn't like to deal with and I made their lives more difficult for the most part, just because <laughs> they made my life difficult, you know, and mm -hmm. that's how they look at it. And so, I mean, we just try to call in and be super nice and ask them how their day was. And, you know, I always say, I always like say, um, Hey, how are you? You know, would you like the claim number I'm calling on, you know, and just really try to be personal with them. And, that goes a long ways. I know like for us, when we deal with supplements and they're not wanting to pay stuff, you know, which is like the struggle of every shop that's ever been in existence here, you know, you know, we call and I'm like, look, well, how can you help me come to this number? You know, maybe I know, you know, you, we need it. And maybe the guidelines say for where you're at, you can't do it, but where can you help me, you know, be creative in this estimate to get my number where I need it to be. And just by sometimes asking those things, instead of being frustrated, like, no, it needs this, you know, done. A lot of times they're like, okay, well, I know it needs it done, but the paperwork says I can't give it to you. And, you know, instead of just really being assisted on it. Okay, great. It, it says you can't give it to me where can we work this number in somewhere else? Like, how can you help me? Help me help you. Like, let's help each other, like get to this number. So I don't have to deal with this. So I don't have to have a pissed off customer calling and complaining. You know, I have to hear from me like five more times. And a lot of times, you know, they'll work their way around, around that. And if you're reasonable, cause you get the same people on the phone a lot. I have found like, sometimes I'll give and be like, Hey, look, you know, I don't actually need that. Um, so, you know, and then they'll like the next time around, they'll be like, Hey, they'll, they'll remember like, Oh, I remember you didn't need that. And like, you helped me out because I was going to get, you know, you know, reviewed on that. And it was going to be a problem. Like, like, let me help you out this time. So, I mean, it's just fostering those relationships and it's hard, you know, I even get frustrated at, you know, adjusters sometimes, or, you know, that are on the phone, but I mean, it happens and we just have to sort of suck it up and deal with it. Yeah, it sounds like everybody's kind of trying to do as best they can while working within their, their very strict boxes. Yes. I mean, and that's what insurance companies are. They, I mean, they, they have guidelines, you know, we may not necessarily agree with them, but, you know, they have definitions and things set up. So, you know, if they don't follow, you know, like you said, they have very strict boxes that we have to fall into. And we have to figure those out and how to work around them and work within those guidelines. You know, unfortunately it's, it's not the answer that everybody wants. And we all want to be frustrated at shops that the insurance companies aren't paying what we think they should. But 
I mean, ultimately that attitude's not going to get us anywhere and we need to either change it through legislation, um, you know, and come together as companies in, in, you know, what we're doing, or we need to find ways to work within those, those boundaries and confines. Certainly. Well, thank you so much for your tips. I know that our readers are just going to absolutely love this as many share the sentiment um, that you've yeah. expressed. Yeah, it's a, I mean, I, I know I, I come from a different perspective with the, the insurance stuff, but I mean, ultimately we have to learn, you know, that our terminology and their terminology are different. We have to learn to work together.